Self-destruct sequence activated part four. It's the Great Reset on Grand Fork's best source. David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition in the studio like he is every Tuesday. We've got a lot to talk about. Your show today, by the way, is brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Well, if you have any questions or comments, our phone number is 701-213-0863. Feel free to text or call. And again, uh, we are not on Facebook or YouTube, but you can go to gfbestsource.com. Click Listen Now. It's live. If you do want to chat, just click the Twitch link in the upper left corner. And we're on Rumble, too. Uh, it's posted on the GFBS Facebook page. So uh, even if you're not on Facebook or YouTube, you can still find a way to get a hold of us, all right? Well, before we get too much further into the show, let's do it. Our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. So I bought a chicken yesterday to make sandwiches. Okay, so I bought a chicken yesterday to make sandwiches. It doesn't. Just craps on the floor. Oh, come on. I got a thumb up out of that one. How about that? Dale, the producer, gives me a thumb up. (laughs) And the dogs don't like it either. Um, (laughs) Okay, uh, before we uh, talk with David Waterman here, I'm going to go through my couple of little things like we do uh, every Tuesday on The Great Reset. Uh, The funny thing about VAERS, they have not changed their vaccine deaths due to COVID vaccines uh, numbers. They have not changed since March 1st. They have not updated them since March 1st. They haven't done anything. Uh, we are at a flood warning now, if you guys haven't heard. I'm not really worried about it. Uh, we're at uh, 28.69 feet. Minor flooding at 28 feet. We're just barely there. Uh, Fox uh, lawsuit, defamation lawsuit by Dominion Voting Systems. Uh, that gets underway today. Now, if you haven't heard about that, um, the Denver-based Dominion sued Fox in 2021 over their airing of false claims that the Denver-based company's ballot counting machines were used to rig the 2020 U.S. presidential election. Uh, And I think uh, Fox has probably got a good lawsuit there. Um, North Dakota's House, Thursday, they passed that so-called voucher bill. It would give state money to some families to send their kids to private school. Uh, If passed, as passed, $10 million in tuition assistance would be set aside for the 2024-25 school year. Families making up to $150,000. A year could qualify. Uh, I tell you what, Grand Forks Democratic Representative Zach Ista said the bill sets a bad precedence. He says we're going to have to answer to our our constituents. Do we value rental and housing assistance at the same level as we do subsidizing private education? Uh, What about health care coverage? What about tax credits or the homestead tax credits? Uh, What about school lunches? Uh, Claire Corey, Republican out of Grand Forks, who sponsored the bill, said, I don't think this is a private versus public debate. It's about students. Uh, she added the program begins and ends with parents. And it's about families and helping the ones that need it the most. The vote 51 to 41 in favor. And finally, uh, lawmakers in North Dakota yesterday passed uh, that bill that would criminalize abortions after six weeks of gestation, even in cases of rape or 
incest. Uh, let's see here. Joe Biden's approval rating, 43%. Now, a lot of people don't realize this, but um, at this time in April of 2019, that's one point higher than Donald Trump's approval rating was. I know that's hard to believe. And uh, it's finally, today, to believe. Yeah. Uh, and finally, one other thing today, U.S. Supreme Court today, they're going to hear a case about Gerald Groff. I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy named Gerald Groff. He's a U.S. Postal Service mail carrier. He claims religious discrimination after refusing to work Sundays. They kept writing him up. He said, you know what? My religion does not allow me to work Sundays. So, uh, yeah, they went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. So there we go. David Waterman, how are you? <laughs> That's a lot, huh? Well, after that introduction, I'm not so good. Uh, I, how are you? How are you, John? I'm glad I'm to good. be here. Glad to be here. With, boy, is there a lot going on? You know what? Um, I don't know how how many listeners do we have now? Uh, Fifty thousand. Oh, I would 000? think. Yeah, I would think I, I on mean, a good day. Why is it that this is not the most listened to? Uh, broadcast podcast in in the city well i i I think for one there's a couple of reasons one no most people like me aren't smart enough to run my smartphone (laughs) (laughs) and uh um there's a lot of people out there that um they don't want to believe the truth i think that's absolutely right yeah Yeah. they they want to be miserable in their lives they they want to spread misery yes and they want to just call us a bunch of dummies because they don't know any better Uh oh now we got the ire going here paul the producer so so the deal is that there's so much going on there's so much going on and if you listen to the mainstream news Mm -hmm. you don't hear any of no i mean you don't hear the truth yeah because yeah, there it, it's it, it's a war on truth. That's mm-hmm. really what it is. That's sure. what's going on. Well, we're going to be the most listened to pretty soon here, at least in Grand Forks. Got some stuff coming up. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. So my, um, well, he said he's going to call me today. We'll see if he has time. But I talked to Mayor Bochensky and also uh, County Commissioner Rusted. And when Bob Ross was on the show, we were upset because they he made that comment that we're not trying to hide anything. There's just no news like media outlets in Grand Forks. So I was like, okay, well, you're kind of on one when, you know, you're saying this, but, um, <laughs> sorry, oh, I'm looking at that light. Oh. Uh, so I said something that can instill, you know, some trust into the city council members is that when they do their council meetings, you know, they have their rules as, as far as like who can say what or whatnot. So those are on Mondays. So Tuesdays we're going to have, a, I'm going to try to talk to him about having the, a rotation of council members coming in on the show to answer questions. Oh. So the day after the meeting, so in the meeting, they'll say, all right, well, you know, we can address, you know, all these questions and everything tomorrow on GFBS, the podcast, and then people nice. can Nice. Yeah, so then, great. So you know, is that set up? I mean, are they going to do I'm that? I'm working on We're it. We're working he, on he it. He wants to do it. And, and it would be good because that way... Brandon wants to do it? Yeah. Or, I mean, Mayor, Mayor yeah. Bajenski. He, he wants all the city... Well, you know, you can look on both sides of the river because um, a lot of people seem to think that they are misinformed about things, which they are. Uh, you know, Fufong, they're saying, well, nobody knew about it until they crammed it down. <laughs> same with, um, you know, this this jail edition. Um, same with the asphalt plant. They, they sneak this stuff through. Nobody knows about it. So maybe this is just a way to get it out there. You know, the briefs in the Herald, they don't cut it anymore. Did they ever cut it? No. Okay. No. Well, yeah. when it was in print seven days a week. And people actually read it. I well, think it shows so. more transparency for the Absolutely. council members, so people uh, will trust them better. 
I, I think, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a great idea if they'll I do, do it. Yeah. I mean, the problem is I don't think that anyone can force them to do it, right? They'd have no. to choose. Yeah, and, and it all depends. Some of these, I'm sure they all have full-time jobs. You know, are they going to be able to get off one time every... Because if we split it up, you know, what are their meetings every other week? Well, this is why I'm going to... I'm going to kind of put something in there. I'm going to try to, mm. to make it so they're kind of obligated to when I try to explain to the city that they're going to pay for it. Who's going to pay for it? So I'm going to try to get the city to pay for the, those podcasts. So oh, oh. it's taxpayer money. If they don't show up, <clears throat> then it looks pretty <laughs> bad on them. Yeah. Well, it would, it, it, I mean, if you get even half of them to show up, mm-hmm. it'll look really bad on the rest of them who don't show up because it'll look like they're hiding. And if it becomes public knowledge that you're going to have city council members on Tuesday coming in to talk about what happened on Monday... Um, I think I, I definitely think you'll get greater listenership. Oh yeah, sure. yeah, and especially with if people know, it's like okay, you know, there's because you always hear, "Wow, did you watch a city council meeting on the the crappy stream last yeah. night?" And it's like, well, no, no, I didn't, and I don't really have time the next day because I have to go to work. Um, now people can go, well, heck, we can listen to this tomorrow and kind of find out what happened because. Between those guys at GFBS, they're going to dig it out of them. I but mean, a couple, yeah, and a couple of people that, uh, um, I mean, there are people that watch the city council meetings, I think, pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. I think they've there only are. got, you know, a, a, a hundred or two. Yep. Well, and the thing is, watch it. you know, they, they will go on, you know, uh, Layton, you know, the talk radio and stuff. But the only problem with that is, you know, if you don't know that they're on or anything, like, or you yeah. catch it halfway through, you don't know what they're talking about, you know. So with ours, ours, it's all recorded so people can. They don't go they can, away. They can fact check it. Yep. Ah, yep. Yeah, that is a very good point because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I've heard, I mean, there have been radio programs that I've heard and I've thought, wow, I want to listen to that again and, and hear what that guy said about that. But you can't. You can't do it. Because they don't archive them anywhere. Whereas GFBS does, which yes. is a great, that's yes. a great service. And remember, people, giving Grand Forks an identity again. There we go. Had to yeah, do that. I think also <laughs> that uh, that if if we make it easy for people to call into the show, you know, so that mm-hmm. people can yeah. actually ask questions sure. live mm-hmm. while it's being broadcast. Yep, I think that'll that'll be even better. Mm-hmm. You know, like we get a lot of calls on this show. Of course, we get yeah. so many calls that, that Dale can't take them all, and we're talking about so many important things. He just says, "But you know yeah, what? Well, we, they, we were very, very popular before Facebook gave us the boot." Yeah, and, oh, and the sure. thing is, is uh, we could be like the guys way in the South End, um, where we just get the same eight people calling every day, and, and I just sit here and every once in a while I stir the pot just so nine people will call back. Now you know? you, you're not referring to a particular. I just said South no, of I know, South yep. of yep. here, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same eight people. That's uh, <laughs> well, twelve on a good day. That's good. So yeah. So I, I want to go back, uh, John, to what you said at the beginning of the show about the the death. There no no increase in deaths from the COVID vax. Well, they haven't. Are, are you surprised by that? Well, I I think I, I, that I, they're trying to not post anything, hoping that it will just go away. Oh, for sure. And people will quit. For sure. They don't know that there's guys like John Roberts that every single Tuesday morning check the VAERS numbers and see how many people died from the COVID vaccine, but I do. Or actually, I think they do know there are people like John Roberts who check the numbers every yep. Tuesday morning, and that's why they don't want those numbers to change. Because right. they, look, if you look at any of the videos online about people who who made a report to VAERS, and then they followed up to see if VAERS actually has 
has integrated their report into the number into the system mm-hmm. and they they all say no nope nope they haven't reported. Right. nope they still say no because first it's got to go to this person then it's got to go to that person yep. then they're going to fact check with the, the fact check they're going to call the hospital they're going to do and it and if any one little thing doesn't match up oh we got to start all over and right. so they are obfuscating. I mean, I'm guessing, who knows? I'm, I'm guessing close to, uh, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of deaths, if not more. I would think so, because their last number is still 19,476. So it's, it's just absurd. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, they're, they're doing the slow roll. Yep. And they know that that's, that, that works. Yep. Because people believe it. And uh, still to this day, there are young 20-something professional athletes dropping dead all over the place. Some of the most well-in-shape people you will ever imagine. And they're just, boom, dropping dead. I think it happens every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, People don't hear about it or they don't know or they're told, oh, it's something else. You know, why can't these adverse effects from the jab, why can't they do something? And this is, I'm I'm, I'm a bird in hell for this, but... These people that have been for, trying to force it on everybody all these this time. The ones that said, well, look, I've been boosted four times. And, I mean, yeah, I've still got COVID three times. But I've had, why can't it do something to them? The ones that are trying to force the people like me and the people like you to, to, to get the jab. It'd be fun to hear it once from them. Because do you really think the truth would come out? Oh, by the way, uh, Fauci passed on from, it was effects from the, from the COVID vaccine. You know what I mean? Well, there's so much that we don't know. I mean, we don't even know if each one of the what's in those vials is the same. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot that we don't know. There have been reports, and I haven't been able to verify any of them. But there are reports that the most deadly uh, toxins in those little tiny bottles that said COVID vaccine were shipped to the red states. Yeah. Okay. So is that true? I don't know. It would make sense. Look, we know that there is a. There's a massive global conspiracy against humanity. Mm-hmm. That that is a fact. That's a that's a provable fact. We talk about different aspects of it every week on this show, but most people still don't believe it. Right? right. They don't believe it. Why? Because I think it's like what you said there, or what Paul what what Paul said. They don't. People don't want to believe it. No, nope, no, nope, they, they don't, don't want to believe, believe the truth it. because the truth is scary. Yeah, they want to hide in their hole under a rock. And the problem is, if they keep doing that, at some point. The rock is going to come shooting down mm-hmm. the hole and crush them. Yep. And they thought they were safe, and they weren't. And that has been repeated throughout history, that exact you know, same scenario. You know what gets me? Um, have there been times when you truly thought you had uh, feelings or thoughts about something, and you were concrete on your thoughts until you actually listened to somebody and maybe did a little bit of research and then went to yourself, you know what? I, I was wrong. Have you ever done that? Absolutely, yes. From when I was a, a liberal, because mm-hmm. I used to be very liberal, okay. and I thought I knew what was right. Actually, what happened? I'll be, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I don't want to bring religion into this. Actually, I don't care about bringing religion. Um, when I became a believer in Jesus, when I became a Christian, I suddenly saw everything differently mm-hmm. because, and I had a, and I had a, at that point. My love for the truth and my search for truth, not just spiritual truth, but truth in every area yep. of life, physical truth, men- mental, uh, political truth, uh, economic truth, anything that's, if it's true, I want to know. Right. And, and the desire for truth, I think, is, um, 
I'm not going to say it's unique to Christians, but certainly Christians understand the the importance of truth. There's a you know if you walk into the CIA building in Langley, Virginia, mm-hmm. right there on the floor, there's this big CIA emblem, and there's a statement, and it says, um, "The truth will set you free." Okay, you think, "Wow, that's clever saying." Someone at the CIA came up with that. The CIA did not come no. up with that statement. Who was the first person to say that? Who was the first recorded person to say that? I want to say Benjamin Hillary Franklin. Franklin. <laughs> what would you? Hillary Clinton. No. <laughs> Hillary Clinton wouldn't know the truth of it better. No, it was Jesus. Oh, he okay. said, you shall know I the truth. that. He said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. But what's the first part of that? See, the CIA just got half of it. The yeah. truth just, but what's the first part of it? You shall know the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth won't set you free unless you know it. Right. Sure. You have to know it. You have to implement it. You have to follow it, and you have to obey it right? Mm-hmm. You have to recognize that is the truth. Now, if there was a liberal here, if we had a liberal sitting in this chair where it won't Dr. Happen. Dan formerly sat, yeah, it won't happen. Uh, the liberal would say, who's truth? Yeah. <laughs> who's truth? Your truth? I have a different truth. No, there's no such, there's no different truth. There's only truth. You know, there, 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 aren't, there aren't multiple truths that coexist mm-hmm. on any one issue. There is only one truth about everything. Yeah, you know, I have tried many, 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 many times over the last three years to get some liberals to come in here and talk with us, but um, I don't know why they won't. They, they just won't. And, it, and it's, we could have a spirited conversation. Uh, we, I, I don't think we've ever face-to-face got loud with anybody, thrown anybody under the bus. I mean, there's been a couple of close calls, but that's not what we're about. I, I just would love to hear the crap coming out. I mean, what you have to say. Um, I would just love to hear it one time. Yeah, so, well, oh, buddy of mine, uh, he works on UND campus, and he said it's just it's crazy how liberal it is over there. Well, it's because like, they're you, college kids. No, like this, the faculty, everything. Oh, oh, he's, yeah. like, he's like, you literally have to watch what you say. Oh my That's be, that the reason that the college kids think like that is because of the faculty, mm-hmm. because they're leftists and communists. He said he he, can, you know, he has decent conversations with them every now and then, but just as an overall like, yeah, talking like about there, the weather, maybe the mo- twins or, or <laughs> yeah, most of them, a lot of them can't because they they have uh, they've got allergies, oh, and yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the biggest allergies is to truth and facts. Wasn't there vaccines for that? No. <laughs> In fact, there's a vaccine they're coming out with, some kind of an injection that they're coming out with that actually makes people Im- really impervious to the truth. Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember what the... I'll, I'll get the name of it for next week, but uh, there's a drug, and one of the side effects, a serious side effect of this drug, is that it causes people who take it to believe things that are not only false, but that are provably, provably false. And even when you show them proof, not just evidence, proof that what they're believing is false... They won't accept it. They'll talking, just continue to believe the right? lie. Yeah, that new vaccine. <laughs> that new vaccine is being uh, put out by Dominion Voting Systems. By the way, <laughs> watch out! They came after Fox. You're next. <laughs> so, I want to get back to one of the things that you said before. I bring in what uh, what I was prepared to talk about today. You talked about a vote. Uh, 150 uh, people that earning 150 thousand dollars. I think mm-hmm. you said 150 thousand. Mm-hmm. Or more. What was that? What was that vote about? Can That's you just... the uh, the the uh, so-called voucher bill uh, would give state money to some families who send their kids to private schools. 
I think this was for, I, I thought this was also going to allow uh, homeschooling. Um, families making up to $150,000 a year could qualify to get some of this money to be able to send their kids to a private school. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people aren't happy with, well, what's been shoved down well, people's <laughs> students' throats for the last how many years? Well, well you mean like, you know, the, I, like the destruction of children is such a big deal? Well, yeah, right. Like, like Yeah, like our destruction of our future yeah. is such a big deal. During COVID, the, the private schools, did they have to follow... Yes. But every other school some did? of them did. Well, it depends what this and on what state they were in. Yep. So some states mandated things like uh, you know, masks in the school and so I know I know of schools that um I think what they did was they had the kids wear masks in the hallways. Yeah. When they went from class to class. But once they were in the class sitting down, they could take them off. Yeah, and, and every school is different because they're not a school district <laughs> no, or no, whatever. I know. I know, no, no, I know. It's stupid. There is a <clears throat> There's a, a, a school that my, uh, I'm not going to mention it, my brother's daughter uh, goes to a university uh, a college that, where she goes, and, and they were the first ones to come out with a COVID mitigation strategy on their campus. <laughs> it's a very conservative, very conservative school. Okay. And they came out with this COVID mitigation. They, they just worked it up. And one of the things was that all students would wear, would wear a mask in between classes. Okay. But I do not believe that they were required to wear the mask in the class, which is where they really need to be able to breathe for fresh sure. air, right? And so they can think because yeah. they're, they're and you're listening. not walking shoulder to shoulder with people in a classroom. You're not all the you know hundreds of people at the well, same time. You're all sitting there. Remember, yeah, the kids had to be six feet apart from each other. It's a big joke, oh, yeah. anyway. But but this this college did that. They they made they they put that in place. So then, when their state came out and said. If you don't have a COVID mitigation strategy in place, and then you're you're going to have to be your vax, or everybody's going to be masked up all the time. But they said, "Hey, we do." So the state said, oh, "Okay." In fact, it was only because they had that in place that they were allowed to stay open and continue having classes. All the other schools and universities closed down in that state. Well, so I, if anybody listening, because we're thinking about getting our. Uh, our son into, what is it, Holy Family? Is that a private school? Yeah, yep. in East Grand Forks. No, Grand Forks. Grand Forks. Sacred Heart is East Grand Forks. Yep. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yep. you're right. Well, right. I, we were thinking about Sacred Heart, but if they put an pl- asphalt plant up, I don't want my kids breathing in a bunch of concrete dust. <laughs> yeah. so. But you know what? According to East Grand Forks City Hall, it's a long ways away. It's way farther than less than a mile because they go as, you know, well, you go down Business Highway 2, and then you would have to take a right, so it's really not less than a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is no such thing as the crow flies. But any, if anybody knows how Holy Family is, I'd like to well, you know, get some opinions. Did you have, has Jean Gullix been on? She hasn't been on this been on for, for a while. while. But no. she was on Kit's show. Mm-hmm. And do you know what, uh, what she's working on? Midwest Public Health Coalition has been helping out in a kind of a peripheral way, but... Uh, Amos Tarfa is a man from, um, uh, he, well, he lives in, in, in Moorhead right now. Uh, and he started a STEM school in Moorhead, which is fantastic. Oh. STEM is uh, science, technology, engineering, yep. and math. And uh, as an alternative to public school, and they started with like, I think, eight kids. And by the end of the semester, I think they had 50 or 80, something like that. And there are a lot of homeschools that are part of that program. But it's a phenomenal program, and we're going to be opening up a uh, a Grand Forks division mm-hmm. of that same program as soon as we can find a building. We're looking for a building. We've been 
um, uh, Gene is is talking with uh, uh, Dr. Gullix is talking with some people from uh, um, even from the mall to see if 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 we can move that school into the mall and it will be Christian based, uh, very rigorous. Uh, they, the whole approach to education is different with this school and really should have Dr. Gullix on because, um, she, she's, uh, she's done a tremendous amount of work mm-hmm. in preparing it and, 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 and working with, with Mr. Tarfa. Uh, and, and the approach to education is that kids can learn a whole lot more than we give them credit for. So by the time, if you go through his uh, entire program, I think starting in middle school and go all the way through high school, by the time you graduate, you'll be able to, uh, you'll have, I, I don't remember, 120 college credits wow. under your belt yep. already. Sure. You'll just clip out of all these mm-hmm. subjects and yeah. you'll be able to do a four-year degree in a year. Yeah. So it's tremendous cost savings as well. And it's just, uh, it's a phenomenal program. I've 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 been in in Moorhead and watched their mm-hmm. classes and watched these kids, and they pay attention and they get involved. They ask questions. They interact with the teachers. Yeah, um, it's, it's an amazing program. Well, it's a good thing too because we all know um, uh, people's beliefs and and if they're they're all behind public schools now, they're getting less and less complaints all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Uh, a buddy of mine, he said that homeschooling his kids was the. Uh, best decision they ever made but uh you homeschooled so he brought up something that was interesting he said that uh the homeschool kids even though they're allowed to go into the public school sports that Mm -hmm. public school they intentionally try to keep them out so if that wouldn't surprise me so if they have if they have trials you know, uh, so if you if they if you have to make the team, yep. even though you're better, they're going to give it to somebody in the public school and, and now, boot the other. Now let me kid out. okay. I'll weigh on that because uh, both of my uh, well, especially my oldest son, he played baseball. Mm-hmm. And he played. He went to he went to uh, Central mm-hmm. and Grand Forks, and there was. The, oh, you know what? It's actually was just what he said. <laughs> yeah, he definitely experienced discrimination uh, as a homeschooler, and he thought it was obvious that it was because he was homeschooled. So he kind of resented us for that. It's like, let me go to public school so I can play on the team and they won't hate yeah, me. I, I would imagine like, if you were a coach and you were a player and you had a kid that got that wanted to be on the team that could play, you yeah. let him play. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. a team thing, you know? Yeah, I think that the way that some of the coaches think about it, and I'm just guessing that it's like, hey, if you don't go to school here, you're not one of us. Mm-hmm. And if you're not one of us, why should we let you play on our team? Sure. So we know we have to by law let you, but we're going to kind of keep you in the shadows. And that is really bad. That's a really bad thing. Um, and, and coaches that do that are not good coaches. Um, I got one thing simple. to say, and, and it, I'm kind of off track here, but I was going to mention this earlier and I forgot all about it. Um, I had saw a mask episode. They're still going on. Uh, I was at the VA hospital in Fargo on Friday. And a young dude, I'm guessing he was about 30, bigger guy. Comes walking in, and of course, if you've ever been in the VA hospital, there's always these, these old timer volunteers. You know, oh, where are you going, sir? I'm, can I help you? You know, and I'm watching this guy. My wife had a procedure done, so we're walking out. I'm basically helping her get out the door. She had to have a driver, and here this dude come walking in, no mask on. Uh, can I help you? No, I know where I'm going. Uh, sir, you need. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You need it. No, I don't. Yes, you do. That is our policy. I don't care. And then I'm like, ah, let's just go. Uh, okay. But anyway, I got that out of the way. I, I, I wanted to stick around and spectate, but I knew my wife had to 
get to the car. That would have been a good thing to spectate. I know. I know. I should have got the phone out. It's kind of amazing. You should have said, no, he doesn't. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Right. We're leaving. No, he doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's amazing that people are still falling for that. that, 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 I mean, they're still falling for it. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing to me. Uh, In New York City, by the way, um, (laughs) nine, what is it? 90,000. I think, let me just pull this up. Um, uh, 90,000. Here, hold on. I believe it is 90,000. While you're pulling that up, too. uh, So, Altru is getting better, but it's still funny because when you go in there, like, they'll ask you to wear a mask, but you don't have to. Mm -hmm. But you see all the people that are working on the computers behind the counter. Oh, and they have them on their chin. Yeah, yeah of course. Yep. Yeah, 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 why right, don't you just yeah, take of it off if like, you're just going to have it on your chin? Exactly. Oh, yeah. unless you're, the, you're just waiting for, you know, yeah. one of the... One the of the head. supervisors to come walking yeah, by. And, and, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's such a joke. I mean, people... I, I, the fact that people are willing to continue to engage in that kind of hypocrisy... Uh, demonstrates something about the American people that's not a good thing. Uh, 9,000 New York City workers have been, um, uh, have been, oops, hold on, sorry, I, have been suspended without pay. How many? 9,000. Wow. 9,000 New York City workers suspended without pay because they refused to get the jab. And de Blasio said, you got to take it, you got to take it, you got to take it. Nope, suspended without pay. Yep. No. Let's see. And there's and they're protesting. Imagine that. Uh, one of the signs says, "No for." Let's see. I can't. No forced vax mandates. Yeah, a lot of them. Nine thousand. Can you? Okay. The the absurdity of this is it. It almost leaves me speechless. But before I get to the main thing, I want to go again to the vote. The the there were six. There was another bill that you mentioned, John, at the beginning of the show. Uh, uh, the bill about the, the uh, gestation after six weeks. Yep. Yes. Yep. Six weeks after six weeks, uh, abortion is illegal in, in it would North be cri- it would criminalize abortions after six weeks of gestation, even in cases of rape or incest. Right. And that passed. Did that pass both houses? It uh, passed a bill. Mm, still requires approval from the Senate and governor to become uh, law. I see, yeah. So, so, governor, yeah, good luck with that. You yeah, know, they said um, opponents of the bill said six weeks is too early to ban abortions because many women don't know they're pregnant by that time. Supporters of the bill said passing it would further the state's tradition of protecting all life, including the unborn. Yeah, that's right. Hello. Yeah. How come they don't have rights? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the... You know what? The kid might not be six weeks old yet. You might not know it's pregnant, but I bet you it feels pain. Yeah, and it doesn't. And here's the point. Even if you could anesthetize the child so that they don't feel pain, it's still a human baby Mm -hmm. made in God's image. And and taking human, innocent human life is a sin. It's wrong. The problem with the abortion debate is that, and I I was listening to this woman, uh, uh, a congresswoman um, who claims to be a conservative, but she says, well, I think that for certain cases we should be able to allow, we should still allow abortion in up to 13 weeks or 14, no, 13 weeks, <clears throat> and for rape and incest. The problem with this whole argument is that people have moved away from the basics, the mm-hmm. basics regarding human life and the truth of human life. And the truth is, 
All human life is created in God's image. Well, I don't believe in God. Well, it doesn't matter if you don't believe in God. It's still true. Yeah, if you jump, I, I'm sorry, sir, if you jump off that 102-story building uh, without a parachute, you're going to die when you hit the ground because gravity works on all of us. Well, I don't believe in gravity. Okay, well, it doesn't change the truth. Yeah, well, right? So uh, Bill Burr does a, a good kind of comedy skit on this because he just says what he, he doesn't care about. He has no filter. But I think... These people that are for abortion should listen to him because this would be their first step in transitioning into, you know, actually knowing that that is a life. And he says, okay, he said, I don't care about, like, if you want to have an abortion, but just as long as you accept the fact that you are killing a baby. He's like, your body, that's fine, but don't, don't tell me that if I get a pie and I put it in an oven... And then I decide that I don't want the pie 20 minutes in, and I take it out, and I throw it on the, on the ground, yeah. that it wasn't still it wasn't a pie, a to, pie. Be, to begin That's with. That's a great, sure. point. That yeah, that, a great that, point. Yeah, that, that really is a great point. Well, our pie was completely formed. All that was left was to cook it, and that's not true. It's an unviable tissue mass. <laughs> that's all it is. It's unviable tissue mass. No, it's a human baby that's in the process of growth and development. You know, every I, single I was one also kind of saying, <laughs> speaking of pies. Wait, but, no. Oh, oh. What was that? <laughs> oh, speaking ah, of pies. Got it, got it. Yeah, speaking of pies. Yeah, that's, <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, I this, had such a good uh, transition oh, for no, you guys. Was I, just, I was I, just trying to put the frosting on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> nice. Oh, my goodness. You know, uh, last week we had Frizz and Margo in here, and I don't remember who else from Old for Heaven's Cakes. Um, I tell you what, they brought us some cupcakes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and, and, and it was so fun to brag about them. Um, so I tell you what, if you want the best cakes or cupcakes anywhere, head on over to O for Heaven's Cakes. They're on the north backside here of the Grand Cities Mall. Uh, you know, graduation is not that far away. Uh, if I were you, I would get a hold of them, order your graduation cakes now. Uh, because they are going to get busy. And you know what? You can either call them or stop in. And if you're hungry, uh, go enjoy some lunch and soup. they got keto, gluten-free, vegan, and diabetic options. Uh, all kinds of things going on over there. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays 9 to noon. Call them up, 701-757-CAKE. That's 757-2253. Or go to OhForHeavensCakes at Yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Oh for Heaven's Cakes right here in the Grand Cities Mall again. Order your graduation cakes, cupcakes, whatever you want, early. I don't know if they have pies, but yeah, anyway. They oh, they do? And, and she said that they and, do. And, and, oh. and, wouldn't, and wouldn't it be a shame if you were the one who just called a day too late? Yeah. Because yeah. they got so busy, they couldn't get yours done in time. Yep. Um, you know what? Graduation pie would be a good idea. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what's funny, too, is like I was kind of threading having them come on i was like oh boy well, i mean this is gonna be like 15 20 minutes you know oh, oh, how, much, how much are we gonna be able to talk about <laughs> you know cupcakes and stuff for oh they went for like over an hour and they should start podcasting because they're the most popular show we have on yeah, rumble right now yeah. popular no, like you wouldn't believe no yeah. kidding mm-hmm. oh yeah seriously and not to mention yeah, it's had like 1600 people watch yeah. it yeah not what? to mention uh the ladies that were in they all had great sense of humor they're yep. all awesome yep. i mean yeah uh you can go in there and, and and eat your cupcake and and talk to these girls and you're gonna have a blast good stuff anyway okay that's fantastic that's that's really good um so yeah the abortion issue you know i figured that out when i was a well before i was a christian i was a und student and i kept in the in the 80s it was still a big debate you know is it or isn't it that was the question then it wasn't anything to do with women's rights the question was 
is it a human being? Mm -hmm. When does it become a human being? Okay, that was the question. Because if it's human, then it's got to be illegal. Right. If it's a human being, it should. Yep. Then it's got to be illegal. And so the argument changed with a, an abortionist out of California. Um, his name is Bernard Nathanson. And Bernard Nathanson had one of the most successful abortion practices in California. But he recognized that if it was declared scientifically that the fetus was 100% human, he'd lose his business and he'd lose millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so Bernard Nathanson came up with a marketing phrase. And the marketing phrase was, a woman has a right over her own body. Bernard Nathanson didn't care a bit about babies. He didn't care a bit about whether a woman was harmed, was sterilized, was injured in the, the abortion process, whether she had mental anguish, whether she became suicidal afterwards. Bernard Nathanson cared about his income mm, sure. and making a lot of it, mm -hmm. right? There's nothing wrong with making money. There's nothing wrong with making a lot of money. But when you're making a lot of money killing people, there's something wrong, right? okay? So that's, that's what happened. That, it all came from Bernard Nathanson. <clears throat> uh, because he had so much money, he was very wealthy, he was able to afford the best of everything. And a new technology came out, um, and it was called ultrasound. You could actually see inside what's going on inside yep. a woman's... Like almost every pregnant woman does now. They're going for their ultrasound. And Back then, it was new technology. Mm -hmm. And so he thought, <clears throat> oh, I could get one of those. That's gonna We can do abortions faster, easier, and, and more efficiently if we had an ultrasound machine. He bought an ultrasound machine, and he performed an abortion while the technician was doing the ultrasound, okay? and But he's used to doing it the way that he always does it. So he really wasn't watching the screen. Uh, it just kind of, you know, sporadically. After, but he had the whole thing recorded on videotape. So he said afterwards, I'm going to go back and watch that and see how I did and see what I, if I, you know, could do anything better. He watched the videotape. And when he, when he inserted into the birth canal this tool to grab onto the baby... He said that he watched it as it clamped around the baby's ankle. And the moment that that happened, the baby's head went back and the mouth opened. And it was a clear sign that this baby was in great pain. And it stopped him dead in his tracks. He literally was shocked at what he saw because he had believed up to that point that it's just an unviable tissue mass. It's... And it literally changed his whole view of abortion. He ended up taking that same videotape and integrating it into a, a larger video program that he made called Silent Scream. Because he said what he saw was this baby screaming, only you couldn't hear it. And he became one of the most anti-abortion doctors in California. He lost his practice. He lost all his friends. All these people that were great supporters of Dr. Bernard Nathanson were now suddenly his arch enemies, which he wasn't prepared mm. for either. Oh, they were probably his friends because he was loaded. And because he was pro-abortion. Mm. But once he became a, a pro-life advocate, and he was, I mean, spoke out very strongly, and then he came out and said, look, this whole thing, a woman has a right over her own body. I came up with that. Yeah. 
And the only reason I came up with it was so I could make more money by mm-hmm. doing more abortions. Sure. sure. So he admitted it. Guess what the uh, guess what happened in the mainstream news when he came out and said that? Do you have the crickets uh, button there? Here's what they said about it. Yeah. So you got to know the truth. You got to know the truth about this stuff, and that is the truth. The truth is that every so you know how I came to the truth on abortion, whether or not it's is it human or not. I just started with a question: What's a human being? What is a human being? I mean, what makes somebody human? Well, you know, okay, so I'm just thinking, go back to the basics. Heartbeat? You walk. No, I'm thinking, horses have heartbeats. Well, yeah. You know, but you look kind of like me or with longer hair or more curvy or whatever. Walk, talk, you can have, well, okay. I'm thinking, okay, some people can't walk, like paraplegics can't walk. Mm -hmm. People in wheelchairs can't walk. They're still human. Uh, You don't say just because someone's paralyzed, they're not human. Um so they can talk. Well, okay, if you go in a coma, you can't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. But just because somebody's gone into a coma doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that they're, not, they're a human. not human. Sure. So what makes a human? Well, let's see. Um, we're all, and I, I mean, well, look like, well, except for older people don't look like me, and I was a young kid then. Uh, older people are still human. They're mm-hmm. just human as I'm. Babies are human. We're all in different stages of development but we're still human i mean a, a baby is just as human as as i am and just and i'm just as human as a grandfather or a great-grandfather is sure. but they're we're still human so when do we start becoming human and i thought about it i thought if you take the moment that a sperm and an egg join there's a molecular transformation that takes place and the cells begin to divide right and if you take that, it's called a zygote. Mm-hmm. And if you take that zygote, that live, and it's, it's alive. If you take that zygote and you give it shelter and f- nutrition, food, shelter and food, it will continue to develop. Sure. And it will begin to look more and more like a human baby until pretty much it looks like a human baby. And, and it is a human baby. And then it will be born. And then it will eventually continue to give it shelter and food. It'll eventually begin to look like me and you. Right. That's when it hit me. It's a baby at the moment of conception. I'm not Catholic. I wasn't Catholic. I've never been Catholic. I said, the Catholics are right. Life begins at conception. What What if we take a sperm and we feed it and shelter it? What does it become? A big sperm. Yeah. What if we take an egg, we feed it in shelter, it becomes a big egg. Yep. Neither one of those will ever become a human it being. It takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. <laughs> and once you join those two together, once the, once the, the, the uh, what is it called? The, I can't remember. The membrane the surrounding embryo. the egg, once that's pierced by, a, by the head of a mm-hmm. sperm, boom, the change starts. That's now human. So it doesn't have to look or sound or walk or talk like we do. It's just as human as someone in a wheelchair or somebody in a coma. It's human. So that's it. That's the answer. Just to lighten the mood a little bit, I never, ever imagined the words big sperm would be used on our show. (laughs) (laughs) What do you have? A big sperm. It's not a person. No, no, no. It's not not a person. So, uh, so should do a show on words we never thought we'd hear on the show. Yeah. Show. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's the uh, there's the I, and you know what if somebody wants to call up and argue uh, debate that I'd, I'd be happy to debate it. So here's the question: Victor, Victor Davis Hanson. This is an image of the of the of uh, 
the Byzantines. Uh, and Victor Davis Hanson asks this question. He says, are we the Byzantines? Mm-hmm. And it's a very legitimate question. So the, 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 the title of today's program is Self-Destruct Sequence Activated, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to read some things because it's, it might be more effective than me just saying it. But I want you to both listen to this and tell me if you see any parallels between the Byzantine Empire and America okay. today. And the Byzantine okay. Empire, before we go on any further, was when, David? Uh, the 1400s. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, it fell to the Ottomans when, when Constantinople finally fell to the Ottomans on May, okay, 1453 is when it happened. The Byzantine Empire had existed for a thousand years mm-hmm. prior to that. A thousand years. You know what the average life expectancy of a nation is uh, in the modern modern times? It's two hundred years. Okay, we're over. We've already passed that. Yep. But two hundred. Byzantine Empire lasted for one thousand years, and they died in fourteen fifty three. So 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 let's say roughly thirteen fifty three to fourteen fifty three. Okay. <clears throat> they survived beyond the fall of. West, the, of the Western Empire at Rome. Always outnumbered in the sea of enemies, the Byzantine survival had depended on its realistic, realistic, uh, its, its realist diplomacy of it, dividing its enemies, avoiding military quagmires, and ensuring constant deterrence. Generations, think about America over the last 200 years. Generations of self-sacrifice. Oh, by the way, thanks to the Epic Times, that's where this article comes from. And... Um, Victor Davis Hansen is, is, a, is, is a, a regular contributor to the Epic Times. A really sharp guy. Generation, okay, so again, think about this in relationship to what you know about the United States of America over the, since its founding. Mm-hmm. Generations of self-sacrifice ensured ample investment and in infrastructure. Each generation inherited and improved on singular aqueducts and cisterns, sewer systems, and the most complex and formidable city fortifications in the world. Brilliant scientific advancement and engineering gave the empire advantages like swift galleys and flamethrowers, an ancient precursor to napalm. The law reigned supreme for nearly a millennium after the emperor Justinian codified a prior 1,000 years of Roman, Roman jurisprudence. Yet this millennium-old crown jewel of the ancient world that was once home to 800,000 citizens had only 50,000 inhabitants left when it fell. It went from 800,000 to 50,000. There were only 7,000 defenders on the walls to hold back a huge Turkish army of over 150,000 invaders. Islamic winners took the once magical city of Constantine and renamed it Istanbul. It had been the home of the renowned uh, Santa Sophia, the largest Christian church in the world for over 900 years. What happened? What happened? They, they fought, these people fought, they were undefeatable militarily. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> In the final days of Constantinople, almost no help was sent from the Western Europe to the besieged city. In fact, 250 years earlier, the Western Franks of the Fourth Crusade had deterred from the Holy Land to storm the supposedly allied Christian city of Constantinople. They ransacked it and hijacked the Byzantine Empire for half a century. Here's here's what happened. Uh, These people, the once canny and shrewd Byzantines, grew smug and naive. 
Wasn't it the Italians that took them down? No, it was the it was the, the Turks. Okay, it was the okay. Ottomans, the Ottoman yeah. Empire. Yeah, haven't you, haven't you ever listened to the? They might be giants. <clears throat> yeah, Istanbul, not Constantinople. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, right. actually, That's right. I just watched a show about this the other day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so what happened was they. Um, so here's the last generation of Byzantines. I'll just I'll, I'll skip to this part. Last generation of the Byzantines had inherited a global reputation of standard and a standard of living that they themselves no longer earned. A standard of living that they themselves no longer earned. America today? Hello? That's his question. Are we the Byzantines? They neglected their former civic values, and they fought endless battles over obscure religious texts, doctrines, and vocabulary. They did not expand their anemic army and navy. Well, that sounds familiar, didn't it? Barack Obama tore down our military. Donald Trump built up our military. Uh, Joe Biden is once again tearing down our military. He'll say, oh, the military uh, budget is higher than it's ever been. Yeah, that's true. It's higher than it's ever been in terms of numerically. Mm -hmm. But when you take into account inflation and the amount of money that we're spending, the amount of, of, of income into the federal government that's being spent on all these other programs... Oh, illegal it's aliens, all that stuff. It's, it's much, much lower. Mm-hmm. In fact, it, then it's, it's in a point of decline that if we don't turn it around soon, we'll never recover. Yep. We'll never recover from that. I mean, it's to the point now where if you start to fail, hell, just go down to Mexico and sneak across the border and you got her made once you get back in the country. Right. Then they get a better than we do. They did not reunite their scattered Greek-speaking empire. They did not properly maintain their once life-giving walls. Oh, walls, walls. Walls to protect the Byzantine Empire, to protect them from invaders. The walls start falling apart, and they didn't rebuild them. Instead of earning money through their accustomed nonstop trade, they inflated their currency and were forced to melt down the city's inherited gold and silver fixtures. Anything familiar there? Biden is, uh, he's, uh, <laughs> he's draining our national reserves mm-hmm. of fuel. By selling it off to people that... Yep. <laughs> the once canny and shrewd Byzantines grew smug and naive. Childlessness became common. Childlessness became common. Because why have children when you can spend all your money on yourself and having a great, fancy lifestyle? Most now prefer to live outside what had become a half-empty, often dirty and poorly maintained cities. A city. California, anyone? L.A.? Yeah. Hello? Are people moving out of there like there's no tomorrow? You better believe it. Yep. Is it half empty? Portland. Often dirty and poorly maintained? You better believe it. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, they underestimated the growing power of the Ottomans who systematically pruned away their empire. By the mid-15th century, Islamic armies were already ready to exploit fatal Byzantine weaknesses. The parallels are uncanny. The one that's chipping away at our country, first it was communist Russia, now it's communist China. And their strategy has been a slow, continual erosion of everything that made America great, which is starting with Christian values, Judeo-Christian values, life, liberty, and property. Those are Judeo-Christian values. Hard work, 
uh, honoring and respecting your father and mother, uh, the value of the family, the strength of the family, um, seeking, seeking the betterment of everyone through scientific and medical progress. All of those things made America a great nation, and they have been systematically attacked and destroyed from, by our enemies. And China's not the only one, sadly. <clears throat> Here, um, Victor Davis Hansen says, an ascendant China seems eerily similar to the Ottomans, the ones who defeated the Byzantines. Beijing believes the United States is decadent, undeserving of its affluence, living beyond its means on the fumes of the past. And they're right about that. And very soon, very soon vulnerable to challenges openly. They believe, it seems clear, and I think that we'll see it if we have, I think we've started to see it already. China openly challenging the United States. Oh, yeah. And I think it'll be militarily soon. Um, <clears throat> left and right seem to hate each other more than they do their common enemies. Right? Conservatives and liberals yeah. hate each other yeah. more than they do their common enemies. Yeah, yeah, they do. Like the Byzantines, Americans gave up defending their own borders and simply shrugged as millions overran them as they pleased. Mm -hmm. Our once iconic downtowns like end stage Constantinople before the fall are now dirty, half deserted, dangerous, and dysfunctional. America prints rather than, uh, rather than makes money as its banks totter near bankruptcy. Oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, he wrote this before the banks started failing. So like the Byzantines, Americans have become snarky, iconoclasts, more eager to tear down art and sculpture than they, uh, that they no longer have the talent to create. Current woke dogma, obscure word fights, sanctimonious cancel culture, or antithetical to past generations of World War II, as the last generation of Constantinople was to the former great era, eras of the emperors Constantine, Justinian, uh, Heraclius, Heraclius, and Leo. The Byzantines never woke up in time to understand what they had become, so far, neither have Americans. Um, Self-destruct sequence activated. It was activated by our enemies, the Russians, the Chinese, and now the globalists are taking advantage of that. I think they were behind it from the very beginning. Um, again, this is from the opinion piece of the Epic Times and Victor Davis Hansen writing that piece. But he is right on the money. He's right on the money. And if we don't, as individuals in America, begin to reclaim what made America great, what made America great? Oh, thank you. Uh, Correcting me, right? Eighty, right? Eighty-three. Wait, eighty-three thirty. Thirty to fourteen fifty-three. There we go. Fourteen fifty-three. Right. Yeah, I said a hundred years. It was a thousand years. Thank you for the correction. No, you said a thousand years. I said a thousand years, but I did the math wrong when I did oh. the dates. So yeah, thank you. So um, the question is. Can this be turned around? Can it be turned around? Do we have a chance to turn it around? And I say that we do, but it's going to depend on whether or not we can begin to work with people that up to this point we haven't really liked. It's kind of like, okay, who's the, 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 the Vikings? Who would you say is the Vikings' uh, fiercest opponent? Any Viking fans? Green here? Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. Okay. <laughs> so let's say, hey, let's say, hey, can the can the Vikings and the Packers get together, share uh, sports, uh, share a strategy, share locker rooms, no. and work together as a team? No. If they can't, they're, we're going to lose the NFL. Well, what if that was the? What was that? If that was what was at issue? 
What if it was that? What if there are these other teams that are now coming in from other countries to play in the NFL? They're not American teams. And we say, listen, there's no way we can beat them unless we join forces. That's where we are. So liberals and conservatives have got to start recognizing our commonalities, the things that we agree on, the, the, the values that we hold in concert with one another, right? And then we can begin to work together to fight this common enemy. If we don't do that, if we won't do that, we will all lose and there will be no turning back. Just as the Byzantine Empire fell with no hope of ever regaining its former greatness or even returning, the United States of America will suffer the exact same fate. I don't want to see that in my lifetime. I know it's going to happen eventually. Um, This is God's holy word. This is the Bible. The Bible talks about what happens in the end times. It talks about the nations that are at war with each other, the nations that are running the show, that are part of the whole last day's events. And there's a reference made to China. There's a reference made to Russia. There's a reference made certainly to to the Middle East, to Israel. Guess where America is in that whole mix? Gone. There's no reference to America. Well, you see, that's because the people who wrote the Bible back then, they didn't know about America. God did. Yeah. (laughs) He's the one that made the world. Sure. He sees it from beginning to end. Time is not an issue for him. He sees, he reads all, he sees it from the beginning to end, just as clearly as we see what's right in front of us. Mm -hmm. Actually, more clearly than that. God doesn't mention America. There's no reference to America. There's no reference to our land from a directional standpoint or any other standpoint. There is actually one in the book of Revelation, and it describes the destruction of a once great nation. And uh, many people think that that's a reference to America. Sure. The people that once traded with us, the people that once saw we're the most powerful, most amazing, most beautiful country in the world is now appalled at our destruction. <clears throat> is that America? I don't know. We could, we could explore that on, on, uh, on a future show. But this is the, this is the, this is the plea. Can we turn off? the self-destruct sequence. Can we turn things around? We have to. We have to. We, or we will not survive. These, these people that don't think this way, uh, they're either old enough, they're not going to have to worry about it, or they just, again, have their head in the mud, in a hole. Uh, you got to wake up, people. It, it, you got to look at what's happening around us, all over the place. Yeah. I don't know why, <clears throat> why I'm not getting Sherwin's comments on my Rumble chat here. But I got some emails, and I mean, we're going back to the abortion thing really quick, but he just, he, he made a good question that I think is a, a good one for people to ask, and maybe it has already, like, been asked or went to court or something, but, so, let's, like, hypothetically say that uh, a woman gets pregnant with a guy, and the girl wants to keep it, but the guy doesn't want to be a dad, so he should have kept his pants on. Well, but period. So, no, that's no, but, no, but in a court of law, though. So if he goes over and he stabs her in the stomach and kills that baby, but she lives, does he just get a charge with assault or does he get charged with murder? Well, if a woman is killed, <clears throat> excuse me, if a pregnant woman is killed. No, no, the, she's, she's she lives. No, she's, no, I know okay. that. But if a pregnant woman is killed, 
then it's then it's considered a double homicide. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's two counts of murder against the perpetrator. Yeah, whether or not somebody that's a really good question. I mean, because couldn't he go to court and you could just said, "Well, I just decided to abort it myself." I he could say that. I I, I don't know and, of a case then, like that. I mean, here's the problem: the courts today are so messed up. There's such corruption because there's no foundation of truth in the courts. So it could go either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think the that defense could be well. It's not a baby until it's born. So this was just a, a, a simple assault on my, my case. I'll, I'll do my five years. One of the problems with today's <laughs> judicial system is that it's all based on precedent. And it didn't used to be like that. There are, there are really two. They say that there are two ways that you can, have a, that you can run a judicial system. Uh, it's based on law or it's based on precedent. Our country used to be more based on law, from my understanding. I mean, it's a long time ago since I took uh, constitutional law at UND. But, um, but now what happens is whenever there's a new court case, it goes to, oh, has there ever been a case like this before? What do they decide? And if, it, if, if a case was decided one way or the other, they'll just, the lawyers will say, yeah, look, you know, it, it went this way before, so that's the way that it's going to go because precedent is what determines. But it's not. It shouldn't be that way because guess what? Some courts make really bad decisions. They need to be challenged. They need to be not held up. If we, <clears throat> I don't want to bring racism into it because because there was at one point systemic racism in the United States. I mean, at one point racism was legal. It's not anymore. Look, if if you think that America is systemically systemically racist, uh, you're not. You have you, you know you do not know American history, and you don't know American uh, the American present either. You don't know what's going on in America. You can point out individual isolated incidences of racism in our country. That's true. You can point out individual instances of, of, of crime, of evil, anywhere in American life or in life anywhere in the country. <clears throat> I don't think people should have children because parents abuse their children. Why do you say that? Because I know a guy that used to, he was so abused when he was a kid. Okay, yeah, abuse happens. That doesn't mean that all parents are child abusers. That doesn't mean that all husbands are wife abusers. It doesn't mean all wives are husband abusers. It doesn't mean that all bankers are are thieves. Uh, It doesn't mean that, uh, that all school teachers are child molesters. Just because those things happen doesn't mean that you can paint everybody in that situation with that same brush. That used to be common sense, but today people just, oh yeah, did you see the the black guy got shot by a cop? Yeah, the cop was black too. Oh, that doesn't matter. Yeah. That was black. That was racism. The cop was black. It doesn't matter. The person he shot was black. That's racism. See, people don't, they, and and people like that. I say, man, God bless you. You know, I hope you have a happy life. But please mm-hmm. don't vote. Please don't ever vote. Right. Just stay at home. And, and, and now Minnesota, you know, is trying to pass a bill where felons and people in prisons and stuff are going to be let out at about half of their sentence instead of three quarters of the way, as long as they go to some classes and take some courses and do all that kind of stuff. Can anybody say Gotham City? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the people that are promoting those kinds of things are not doing it because they have any kind of combat. Look at the guy that – look at this. Look at this. <laughs> this – taxpayer-paid attorney, Alvin Bragg, who is bringing charges against President Donald Trump that he knows are, are spurious and ridiculous. Yeah. And at taxpayer expense, 
He's going through, he's, he's employing the charade in New York. That's shameful. I mean, that's, that's shameful. People shouldn't even talk. If I was a Democrat, I wouldn't tolerate that. Come on. Let's deal with the truth. Hey, if Donald Trump is guilty of crimes that, uh, that really rise to the level of bringing a, 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 a president to court, I say bring him to court. But he's not. It's all a sham, just like the Russian collusion thing. Been disproven to the very end. Yeah. I mean, there none, none yeah. of it was true. Right. None of it was true. Who's going to jail over that? Yeah. Over making false claims against uh, against President Trump. Certainly Hillary's not going to jail. Uh, none of the people that she... Anyway, anyway. The point is, we have to start working together. And it's hard because... There are Democrats and there are liberals who are really true Democrats and true liberals. There are other people who are communists, they're Marxists, they are fascists who hate America. They hate our Constitution, they hate our freedoms, and they masquerade as Democrats and liberals. We we have to quit this whole deal, this whole notion where if uh, the Republicans come up with something and it's good for the country as a whole— then the Democrats have to embrace it. It's the same. It's vice versa. If the Democrats come up with something and I go, wow, that's, that's a, a great idea. idea. Right. Let's do that. Right. It's not that way anymore. If the Republicans come up with something, the Democrats are going to do anything they can to go anti, uh, totally against it, and it's vice versa. And we got to come together as one again. Uh, and, we do. Uh, you know we what? To, I might not like who won the presidency this time, but I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? I'm just going to pull my, my pants up a little higher and I'm going to hope for something different in four years. But you still have to work together as a damn team. We have to work together. We also have to, but, but, but we have to, but the foundation of everything that we do together has got to be truth. Mm-hmm. It's right. got to be yeah. truth. And there isn't a red truth and a blue truth. There isn't no. a Republican truth and Democrat yeah. truth. There's just truth. Yeah. So if the Democrats will be willing to say, you know what, I want to know the truth. If the Democrats were willing to say, I want to know the truth about the 2020 election, was there any fraud? I want to know. Yeah. If there was fraud, I want to know. If Joe Biden is there illegitimately, I want to know. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, as a conservative Republican, not a rhino, but a, a true Republican, mm-hmm. because I believe in Republican principles, if I thought for a moment that Donald Trump or any Republican president cheated their way to the White House, if I thought that it was a, a fraudulent election, not only would I want to know, but I would shout that from the rooftops. I'd say, hey, that guy's illegitimate. Yeah, yeah. He needs to go. Because you, you start by cleaning up your own house. I've got a, a good friend of mine who's, in fact, he was my next door neighbor. He's just, he just moved, so he's not my friend anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he, no, I love him, but uh, it, it makes me sad that he left. But he's a, he's a liberal Democrat, and I've told him for, for years, I've said, look, the solution to the problems in America is the Democrat Party has got a clean house. They've got to clean house. Did you say, look, dummy, or not? No. Okay. <laughs> They've got a clean house, and, and the Republicans have to do the same thing. Sure. Yep. we got rhinos that don't care at all about the good of the country. Mm-hmm. They care about their own good. Yeah. And there are Democrats who don't care at all about the good of the country. They care about their own good. Right. We got to get rid of those guys. Those are the frauds, the fakers that are going to destroy us. Just like the CEO of companies who bleed a company dry while they get rich. Yeah. They don't care about the company. They need to be booted out. No, what we need to get rid of is these super donors. No, we need to get rid of, you know, I don't care about super donors. If the super donors are after the truth and if they support candidates that are after the truth, I say, let them, let them be. But the truth has got to reign supreme. 
It's got to be the truth. You know, Jesus was called by many names by himself. You know, the way, the door, the the Lamb of God, the Lion of Judah. Uh, the, the he's he's the Judge. He's the way. He also said, "I am the truth." Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm the way and the truth and the life." God calls himself the truth. He also says that he hates anything that's not true. Yeah. He hates lies and lying, lying lips, a lying tongue. That is condemned over and over and over again in Scripture. He calls Satan the father of lies. You know what Jesus said about Satan? He said, when Satan lies, he speaks his native tongue. Hmm? That's pretty powerful. Yeah. So if you lie about something... You're speaking Satan's language. We've got to stop the lies. We've got to start focusing on the truth. And if we don't know the truth, we've got to figure out what it is and then start sharing it with other people so that they also know the truth. And I think that is the only way out of the tremendous quagmire that we're in today. This was fun. It was. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you for coming on again. My Um, pleasure. Are we going to have part five next week? or (laughs) No, I think we got... I think. We're going on to a new topic. Are we? I think we wrap this one up. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. Thank you. There you go. David Waterman on the Great Reset. Thank you, John. Of course, David with the Midwest Public Health Coalition. Uh, self-destruct sequence activated part four. There you go. Our show today brought to you by Life Vantage. Now, if uh, you're one of those people out there that takes collagen, uh, they've got this new one-of-a-kind collagen that not only replenishes your body, uh, but it helps your body create its own collagen, too, by using natural products, and then it maintains it. It's pretty cool. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about this amazing product, contact Stephanie Kronelka and Life Vantage for more information, all right? You check out stephk.lifevantage.com or text 701 230 9306 or email skbesthelp at gmail.com or you can click on the link on gfsource.com. It'll go directly to Life Vantage. Hey, biohack your life with Steph Kronelka and Life Vantage. All right. Hey, tomorrow uh, we're going to talk with Karma Hansen and Jasmine Wongen with Save Kids Grand Forks like we do every spring. You know about upcoming events to help keep our kiddos safe this spring and more. Uh, Karma's always got a lot to say. This is going to be a good time. Hey, remember to like, share, tag, and follow us, everybody. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone, too. You'll never miss a show that way. Hey, the Grand Cities, we all know it's a, it's a pretty cool place. Grand Forks' best source is giving it an identity again.